0: Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 31. The one where I might just spontaneously get up and go to the bathroom because my stomach's not feeling all that good right now. Oh. Yeah, I guess it's something. That's news. Yeah. That's that's why we're a little late. I, I was on the toilet. I'm not gonna not going to hide I had, that. I had a good cheeseburger before. It was really good. It was a really good hamburger. Yeah, but I don't know. Something must not be said with me. Also, too, my friends decided now to text me uh, about planning a bachelor party for next year and all about how... He's not seeing Suicide Squad, and how he's glad he's not seeing Suicide I'm Squad, seeing and what's, what's DC going to do now? Why their three their why, why aren't three seeing ben Suicide Mousin? Squad? So. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> We're going to get into Suicide Squad and all that, um, but first and foremost, hey guys, how are you doing? Hello, <laughs> Liv the feistiest ninja. Hello, Pooper Pete. There's my guy. He's saying I have stank face a little bit i just saw it's i have resting stank face (laughs) uh fanatics uh live to rock and night mid games 13 adam cohen matthew the gamer gorilla bronson atten uh blah, blah blah jason todd of course josh blah 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 hello pete peter so how are you guys doing i'm good I I was doing good all up until the last like twenty I'm minutes. Until you had to gonna poop. Gonna lie. Yeah, because I got something in the mail today. I see yeah. you have a box. I do have a box. We're gonna open. I wanted to open this on the stream because you opened your Overwatch thing, and I feel it's my turn to open something. All right. On the stream. So be very careful with that. <laughs> I hope so. Make sure cause... you cut towards you. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. So if you if you're a fan of this channel. You know that I have a deep, unhealthy love of the comic Rachel Rising. You do. It might be my favorite comic of all. So what the hell could this possibly be? This is a limited edition omnibus of the whole series. All 42 issues. Make sure you get that all up in the mic. Okay. They only made about like 700 of these. Really? Yeah. And you already have all these. And I already have all, all of the. Well, I have them digitally. I don't have them oh, physically. Oh, okay. It comes with a signed print of Rachel herself from Terry Moore. Um, a piece of whiteboard. Terry Moore? I didn't know he. Uh... <laughs> Not to be confused with Tony Moore. Oh. I confused them. Yep. A lot <laughs> of people do. And this is the book. It is 23 out of 750. Wow! Look, wow, that is a that is a low number. I don't know if that's in focus. That that's awesome. I that shouldn't care about something like that. But that's it's so cool. All gloss in the screen. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let's open this up. Yeah. So the big thing, the reason, one of the reasons why this is limited edition, is because it's all black. That's really it's black cool. on black. The regular edition that you can buy in stores is green on black. Like okay, the, so it's, so the cover is all black Cover is all black it's printed gloss on top of yeah. it like raised gloss you could definitely see that yeah there you go that's cool yeah and then i believe it is yep it's signed in number with a nice little card from terry moore and that's what right, the cover right. looks like that's what the cover yeah that's the cover look like in green oh. um Interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, and all the pages are black, too. Even Yeah, black. it's all... Are the comics like this, where the with a uh, I the think so. I have a black? couple of the comics physically, and I think they are black outline. So the whole comic's back... in black and white, whole comic's in black but, and white, yeah. But the the edges are, are black, all black. Yeah, so I got I to go back and check that. And it's got a nice co- cover gallery with all the covers. Yeah, that's the... First issue. This is this is what the cover of the Only bus would look like if you bought it regularly. Give me this. I need yeah. to see if this is printed black or if this is black paper. How the hell do they do this? It has to be printed black. So, I mean you could see it's like a little grey on the edges. Yeah. That's crazy. Is this a little Oh, this is just shipping information. Some pages are white. I don't need that. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I Whoa. I got this because I am a, a huge fan of the series, and I'm really happy to pa- finally have like a full physical version of the entire run. Any way you can get your hand on this series, it's 42 issues. Um, I think it's like seven trades uh, worth of books. Anyways, you can get your hands on reading this series. I highly recommend it. It is without a doubt one of the best comics in the last. 25 30 years it might just be my favorite comic of all time so definitely check out rachel rising i will i did a video on it already back in the early days of the channel i'm going to definitely do another one once i plow through this thing so look forward to that Plower house your way right through Plower house my way right through all right that's enough of that all right so i got two things on yes. the docket one of them is a whole boatload of Pokemon Go stuff. Okay, and the other one, Suicide Squad. Yeah, I figured Suicide Squad was going to take up a lot of our time. <laughs> do you want to do a Suicide Squad? Thing? Let's just let's just dive right into Suicide Squad. Yeah, I feel like you're like you're like raring to go I, on a Suicide Squad. I am. What's a... other news? Is there is that really? It? Not really. I mean, okay. I I figured Suicide Squad would take up a lot of our time anyway. Because oh, let me just pull it up. So, for those of you who don't know, Suicide Squad comes out this week. Um, disclosure: As of now, we have not seen the movie. We don't know what it's what it's about. What's going on in it? We can't give our full reactions to it. Right. Um, we are seeing it. We're seeing it tomorrow night. Yes. Um, and we will have a full reaction video of it up hopefully sometime Friday. Yes. But the reviews are in. It is currently sitting at a 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ouch. I thought it went a lot higher than that. The critical consensus. uh, Suicide Squad boasts a talented cast and little more humor than previous DCU efforts, but they aren't enough to save the disappointing end result from a muddled plot, a thinly written characters, and choppy directing. For context let's see if I can load it while the website wait you're to bring up Batman vs Superman I'm bringing up Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel it's about that low well Batman vs Superman is a 27 Man of Steel is a 55 wow yeah so that that's that's in the range that this movie is do you think is. Man of Steel went up over time I mean my opinion of it went up over time Okay. that's because you know I saw how bad it can get um so this is not good. This is this is not a good sign for the DC uh, cinematic universe. Um, there's there are now apparently reports from the Hollywood Reporter that there was a lot of studio interference in this movie, especially after Batman vs Superman came out and everybody had such a negative reaction to it. According to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, Warner Brothers panicked, and those reshoots that they had, like, early in the year were in a reaction to Batman vs. Superman. So, and, so that means they lied. Yeah. And they said that it wasn't Mm -hmm. about Batman. Who's saying that they are about Batman, that that they did that because of Batman vs. Superman? This was, this was in uh, a Hollywood Reporter piece. You know, they had insights, so, you know, the standard insight sources anonymous sources, all that garbage. Okay. Of course, all of this stuff comes out after the movie was panned. You yeah. never hear about the horrors of film of filming a movie when that movie's good. Yeah, you only hear about it when the movie comes out bad. Yeah, as almost like an excuse. This the same thing happened with uh, when Fantastic Four came out. Uh, yeah, the you know the new Fantastic Four movie. Like the I, second that came out, there was a Hollywood Reporter piece on just how troubled that was. I feel like most movies. Uh, Filming doesn't go smoothly. I feel Usually. like it's very difficult to make a movie. <laughs> yeah. So you can spin that as that's the reason why the movie's bad, but I'm sure that there are plenty of great movies that had well, that had crazy And I don't have... Star Wars, for example. Yeah. I don't have the, the Hollywood Reporter article up. I'll see if I can find it. But apparently what happened was... um, You remember last year the Comic-Con trailer that they put out? Yes. It was very, like... Dark and serious, and actually fell in line with what Zack Snyder was doing. Right. Um, apparently, that is what the movie David Ayer made and like wanted to make a dark, uh, serious, bleak movie about villains. It makes sense. In reaction to all the negative publicity that Batman versus Superman was getting, they completely you know changed course and right. tried to add more humor and more lightheartedness to it. What they did was, they let David Ayer make his version. Then Warner Brothers made a second version that was more upbeat and lighthearted and then showed both of them to test audiences and then took bits and pieces from both versions and like crammed them together to try and make one, one good version that they can sell to the public. So why would David Ayer lie and say that that didn't happen? You know, it would be in his best interest to say that that was what was happening. There's a lot of (laughs) Hollywood politics involved in something like this, yeah. Because he's under a strict contract to make this movie and to promote this movie. So if he were to come out and say like, "This is not the movie I wanted to make," Warner Brothers screwed me over. Like he'd be in breach of contract. Also, too, the Directors Guild then gets involved. Because if David Ayer didn't technically direct the movie, then who did? And- but I'm not saying that he has to say that. I'm saying he has to say, like when somebody asks, "Are these reshoots to change the mood?" He can say something, you know, more like, "Uh, you know, uh, we we wanted to... There there were some issues we wanted to fix. Yeah, something like that. Not uh. Not no. <laughs> not not no is lying saying no is lying yeah he could have said anything else besides no basically yeah we leave it a little more open ended but then people would automatically assume that it was a change of mood but it yeah. it was so what's the, the interesting big the thing is cuz you remember the the one trailer that had a uh, bohemian rhapsody in it yeah that came out that was be- a very good trailer that came out before batman vs superman came out so what they did was you know the warner brothers sanctioned lighthearted version of the movie they hired the Company that made that trailer to re-edit Suicide Squad, right, 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 right. to make it more lighthearted that. and upbeat. So everybody liked that trailer, which is that's ridiculous. That like <laughs> people like that trailer and they're like, "All right, you guys are gonna edit the movie." Now. Yeah, you guys who made the trailer, which is not at all like making a movie. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, um, I think this might have also been in the Hollywood Reporter article. I read it somewhere, but movies aren't the way like big-time Hollywood, you know, blockbuster movies are made. Nowadays, there's not, like, an editor and an assistant editor. There's just a whole room of people editing, you know, because they have to get it out, like, about a certain date. Another problem that played Suicide Squad was the production schedule. It had to come out this week. No questions asked. They were not willing to move it. So David Ayer apparently only wrote the script in, like, a month and a half, which is not a long time for a movie like this. And, you know, they rushed through production, you know, so... And David Ayer has never really directed a big special effects-heavy movie before. That's another problem. And movies he's done in the past, like uh, Training Day and Fury, you know, those aren't like effects-heavy movies. This right. is, and he didn't have the experience for it. Okay. So, are earlier reviews saying that the CG is terrible? I didn't see anything about the CG. They're saying it's disjointed and confusing, and nothing makes sense. And they're like. There are no sounds real. Right. <laughs> there are no real scenes. They're just things that happen. That sounds definitely exactly sounds like Batman vs Superman. That's, that definitely also sounds like a movie that like went, had a very troubled production. That like they're just cramp- It sounds like the Fantastic Four movie from last year. Right. That's pretty much what the Fantastic Four movie was. <laughs> that, I mean, that's pretty much what Batman vs Superman was. Yeah. Aside from the rushed, I'm sure they rushed some things. I mean, Batman vs no Superman after struggles. seeing after seeing the director's cut, like you can tell they cut a lot out. Not just you know to make a PG thirteen rating or like you know to you know a lot of it was to keep it under two and a half two and a half hours, you know because the director's cut was three hours for God's sake, right? I mean, the big thing that sucks about this is that you now know the we're not movies going to suck. We're <laughs> the, we're now three movies into the DC cinematic universe, and they're all bad, right? They're all bad. They all have Trouble productions, they're all uh, not, not, you know, well-made or well-structured. Um, so, like, what does this mean for the future movies? Wonder Woman has finished shooting. That's very not good. It's very not good for those movies. Yeah. So, what are they going to... Because right now, Wonder Woman looks awesome. Does this mean that they're going to, you know, react to Suicide Squad and go back and, like, try to fix Wonder Woman? You know that could yeah, could make the movie watch worse. Justice League is currently filming, which is a bad idea for a lot of reasons. But you know they're probably gonna now come along and change that as well. And we still have Flash, we still have Aquaman, um, we still have Affleck's Batman movie. You know they have Green Lantern on the docket, even though nobody's cast or chosen to direct that. So I mean, this is not it's, good. It, it's definitely not good. I don't know how much... They cast The Rock as Black Adam already. Like, they don't even have a Shazam movie set up, and they cast The Rock as Black Adam. Somebody had a good question. Are the Marvel movies gonna come out with a critically panned movie first, or are the DC movies gonna come out with a critically acclaimed movie first? I don't know, because, like, Marvel seem to get all their bad movies out ahead of time. Like, people generally agree like the worst Marvel movies are Iron Man 2 and The Incredible Hulk and like those came out like well in the beginning of their cinematic universe everything else like is good to great yeah so well it's not good uh, I I mean just because like people were saying that uh, Batman vs. Superman needed to be more light hearted yeah doesn't mean that It couldn't have been good as a very dark movie. People... (sighs) It just was a bad dark movie. You see, Batman vs Superman mistook um, taking a property seriously to mean it needs to be dark. I think that's what a lot of people, you know, especially like this was a problem for 90s comics. You know, they mistook taking it seriously for it's got to be dark and gritty and brooding and violent and all that and that's not necessarily the case you look at the marvel movies they take their source material seriously but they know when to have fun and when to you know just like the comics exactly just like the comics yeah people get on the the dark knight trilogy all the time for being like the genesis of like the grim dark style superhero movies those have a lot of fun moments in them the banter between Bruce and Alfred is fun. The action scenes were very well yeah, done. Yeah, but but I think that's a good example of how you can do a dark movie, right? Because the dark parts were dark enough, yeah. Where you can where it set the tone for the whole movie, but the fun parts they were few and far between. But they came and, at just the right time, yeah, And they exactly. they knew what they needed to be. A good movie makes your your mood go like this, yeah, exactly, high. yeah. So, and you it, it takes you along for the ride. Batman vs Superman. We're just, we're just trying to here now here now here now here now here yeah. So. Uh, somebody said, Jason Todd said, Bob, you said you liked Batman vs. Superman. I did not. I said it was an okay movie, and I had a, I had a good time with myself watching it. I did not say it was a good movie. See, I'm just hope I'm hoping that Suicide Squad. You know, again, we haven't seen it, but I'm hoping I walk into the movie and I come out saying, it's okay. Like it, I'll settle for just okay. I really yeah. will at this point. Because, look, I, I, you need something. You need something. Yeah. But I don't know if this is going to. I don't know, man. Also, hello, Bunty King. It's a friend. We oh, Bunty. Friend. Uh, he says PG 13 movies are my cancer. I remember when movies weren't afraid to blow people up. Is this PG 13? Suicide? Yeah, PG 13. That's so dumb. <laughs> That's so dumb. All right. But, okay, the PG 13 argument. Like, that's, that's a whole other argument. Because, yeah, it sucks when, like, movies like Die Hard and Predator and Alien. Wolverine. And like Wolverine. Like, those movies are PG-13. But, like, Batman and Superman, like, those can be PG-13. Those are fine. Yes. I did a video on this, actually. Not, not that far Suicide back. Suicide so Squad has to push it, though. Suicide Squad is a movie that probably should push it. That's another problem, too. Why, like, would you, in the beginning of your cinematic universe, start with something like suicide squad something that is niche something that is very outside the mainstream something that is dark and brutal or can be dark and brutal that's the thing like it's it's risky and they're not taking any risks yeah they're not making their own movie they're trying to copy the things that work yeah or the things that they think that they that work so that's what happens when you when you start off with taking a lot of risks then you back off you get a crap movie yeah and yeah i'm saying it's crap before i've even seen it but <laughs> i mean uh, it's uh, it's not looking good for it and a lot of people in the chat were saying Oh, somebody right at the top was saying well if it's bad at least you get to stare at margaret robbie's ass which is true and if somebody sure. else said she's got a flat ass i completely disagree but if you wanted to do that you go watch wolf of wall street Yes, I didn't even know that was her. I yeah. was like, "Wow!" Yeah, and that—that yeah. that, I mean, that's a three-hour movie, but it's a damn good one, and you get to see her and Leo DiCaprio's butt. So everybody oh, wins. Oh, I love me some butts. Everybody wins. <clears throat> uh. Blah blah blah. Given both... Oh, this is S-Box. Given both Marvel and DC's re- release schedules, I think Wonder Woman is more likely to be good than Doctor Strange is to be bad. That's Wonder interesting. Wonder Woman is more likely to be good than Doctor Strange. Okay. Okay. But why, why given their... Uh, I, I guess he's saying, like, which one's going to come out with a bad movie first? Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be a while. Well, no, I think it's gonna be a well while until Marvel comes out with a bad movie, yeah. and or DC comes out with a good movie. Yeah, I mean, unless I don't think it's gonna. I think Doctor Strange is gonna be good. Wonder Woman, I don't think is gonna be good. He thinks it's gonna. Be yeah, good. I'm unless you know some. Hold on, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember because Patty Jenkins is the director of Wonder Woman, and she's already directed um, that movie Monster with Charlize Theron and Christina Ricci. Where Charlie Theron won an Oscar for playing like a serial killer, um, but aside from that, I don't actually think she's directed all that much. So this could be like, you know, very de- this could be another dangerous proposition here, mm. where you know David Ayer had has directed a lot and he's directed good stuff, but he wasn't ready for special effects heavy stuff. You know, the same unfortunate thing could fall on Patty Jenkins. Yeah, she's directed. She directed Monster, she directed an episode of Arrested Development, and two episodes of Entourage. Okay. (laughs) Um, Those are some credentials. Yeah. Two episodes of The Killing, um, a TV movie called Exposed, uh, the pilot for the show Betrayal, and then Wonder Woman. Sorry, I gotta type in Discord. It's okay. Sorry, we have Discord chat, everybody. (laughs) Links in the description. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Sonic the Headshot it says a good bad guy will make a dark movie good at a lot of the baddie bad guys don't seem too dark a lot of the baddie bad guys don't seem too dark uh, in this universe maybe yeah but I mean they a lot of the baddie bad guys are very very dark yeah I mean yeah I I see where they're going where they wanted to go with Suicide Squad they wanted it's it's good to feel for the bad guys yeah Especially in the case of, let's say, the Joker or Harley Quinn. Um, well, you know. I mean, you should not the Joker. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be on the Joker's side. No, you know that he's absolutely out of his mind. Yeah. But like, look at the Dark, uh, the Dark Knight yeah. movie. You know that he's definitely a bad guy. Yeah. But like, the way he goes about things, you're like. I kinda hope he pulls us off. <laughs> <laughs> he's charismatic and he's, you know. Cause he's a genius and he's he's doing all of the right things, and there's some points where you're like, he's not that wrong. Yeah. You know? Because he's trying to screw things up for for like some of the right reasons. Yeah. But he's doing it in, in all of the wrong ways. But you know, it, it yeah. all works out for him because he's a genius. So like you end up like kind of Kind of you know, like, okay, I, I, I get what you're saying, but you're wrong. Yeah, no, I know. Having a bad guy that's 100, like, absolutely bad, it's just one dimensional, you know. To an extent, I mean, you can have like one-dimensional bad guys and still make good movies out of it, you know, as long as your hero is, you know, good and compelling, you believe in your hero. Right. That's true. I'm, yeah. I shouldn't say that you can't make a good movie mm-hmm. like that with a bad guy that's insanely bad, but. I'm saying I see what they're... Like, a lot of good comic book villains. The best comic book villains are the ones that, like, kind of walk the line. Yeah. Uh, so, I see what they wanted to do with Suicide Squad. But, apparently, all of the characters are one-dimensional. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Vaughn, I just saw something I wanted to respond to. Jason Todd. Um, it's o- Will, it's okay for Marvel's first couple movies can suck, but DC's can't. Here's... The- Here's the thing, DCs can't... It's not okay for anybody to make a bad movie. Exactly. (laughs) But the thing with DC is they shouldn't. You know, this is their chance to show, because they have just as many good characters as Marvel does, if not more good characters. They have more recognizable characters. You know, they're on the same level. So they should, you know, be at the same level. They've seen how it's done. Now they need to, to, you know, take what they've learned from it and do it better. Not try to. What I think they've been trying to do is they're trying to emulate the Dark Knight, in that series, because that works so they're well for to, them. Here's here's their problem. They're trying to emulate the Dark Knight, and they're trying to emulate Marvel at the same time, and you can't do that. I don't see at this point. I don't think they're trying to emulate Marvel all that much, aside from the fact that they release a whole bunch of movies in the same universe. They're making a cinematic universe, right? But aside from that, they're not following you know the other things that Marvel does, like the fact that they Marvel has one guy in charge who then you know knows how to delegate to everybody that, else that and, would and be that's, smart and that the directors like are allowed to do their own thing for each movie that would be smart yeah what they're what they're emulating is their their uh they're, they're well they're trying to borrow from from the dark knight but they're emulating from marvel is they they have the cinematic universe and they're trying to make movies like the suicide squad more upbeat right because Guardians of the Galaxy was that kind yes. of it. Now, did Guardians of the Galaxy come out after they already started production on uh, uh, Suicide Squad? Or before? No, I think before. So they pro- I mean, I would guess that they got the idea for Suicide Squad from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Because Guardians of the Galaxy like broke all of these records. Yeah. And they were like, what team, what random-ass yeah. team do we have in the DC universe that we can just pull from and make them do something ridiculous, and that is the, suicide, the squad. suicide Squad. I can't think of another ridiculous team. Oh, maybe the Red Hoods whole gang and the Outlaws. Yeah, yeah. It's there's, the
1: same there's, situation. there's the
0: Outsiders that involves you know Batman and the Outsiders. Dark uh, Justice League Dark. Justice League Dark. They were planning on a Justice League Dark movie for a long time. Now they're just gonna make it animated. Mm-hmm. Um, what? A, oh, uh, challenges of the unknown. If you want to go really obscure. Um, Matty Rums, didn't they just make Jeff Johns head of DC Cinematic Universe? Yeah, they just made him. Yeah, it's a little too late. Uh, yeah, like, unless, I don't, unless he know like, Jeff Johns, like, knows how to, like, course correct and fix comics. I hope this can apply to the movies. That's a good step. It's yeah, a it's a very good, good, step. good step. All right, we got to move on. Yeah. Uh, anything we else on Suicide Squad? Oh, wait. I think I had something to read from there. We, I mean. Oh. Speaking of the terrible Rotten Tomatoes review. Oh yeah. Uh Suicide Suicide Squad fans petition to shut down Rotten Tomatoes after unfair movie reviews. We're not speaking to the people <laughs> currently watching this show because I know you guys are smarter than that. But what the hell There's man. a good quote in here from somebody, I guess, who wants to do that. Uh Oh, to change our position. We need this site to be shut down because its critics always give the DC Extended Universe movies unjust bad reviews. That affects people's opinions, even if it it's a really great movie, even if it's a really great movies. So whoever wrote this has of, no idea what they're. Saying. Of course. But what got me was because its critics give the DC Extended Universe movies unjust reviews. Rotten Tomatoes critics Rotten, the way Rotten Tomatoes works <laughs> is it goes out and it gets reviews from All other critics from every website every ever. website and just matches it together and the majority of critics are not liking this movie also Warner Brothers owns a part of Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that so why would Warner Brothers Warner Brothers also owns Entertainment Weekly and I think they gave it a bad review too like you you it's not rotten tomatoes fault yeah it's everybody isn't liking it there was an issue i with uh metacritic uh, what, Metac- y- metacritic was giving some game a bad like bad reviews before it came out and yeah. oh it was uncharted i think yeah it wasn't bad reviews it was like okay reviews yeah and the score was far down uh, one of the biggest issues was Jim Sterling gave it like a bad review or like like I a think just he gave okay like an eight or something. I don't know. Whatever he gave it, I think it was a seven or something. Yeah. It drove it down a little bit. He didn't actually give it a seven. He doesn't do numbers. Yeah. Um, it they just made up a number based on what he felt about it. So if Rotten Tomatoes does stuff like that, that might be an issue. Well, Ron- but you can't just say its critics give these things unjust reviews. Rotten well, Rotten Tomatoes does is they'll take the review and they'll assign it either it's a good review or a bad review based on the context of the review. Now, sometimes it can be ambiguous. Like, if it's a two and a half... That's better than what Metacritic does. Yeah. Sometimes, if it's like a two and a half star movie, you know, that can go either way, they'll sometimes just label it bad flat out. Even if the review itself is a little bit more There might have to be a third. There might have to be a good, bad... Okay. I I know some sites used to do see it, uh, rent it, or skip it. Or just don't... Because, like... You know, like for example, Batman vs. Superman, I thought yeah. that was okay. Yeah. So I would be a little uncomfortable with Rotten Tomatoes was like, Bob Wolf thinks it's bad. Yeah. You know? Uh, I don't know. It's. Criticism is, good, is supposed to be good because it should lead to better products. You know? I mean, say what you will about their reaction, but Warner Brothers saw that Batman vs. Superman got bad reviews, so they tried to fix it. Didn't work. But, you know, it, it forced them to reevaluate things and, you know, course correct and try to make better movies out of it. All right. We're going to move on to Pokemon Go news. Okay. Have you been playing Pokemon? Yeah. I you still I, playing it? I haven't been playing it that much. I try to keep up every once in a while, though. I'm just collecting a lot of Rattatas and Pidgeys, even though like I have like all this other That's fine. Garbage. You can be the Rat King. I don't want to be the Rat we'll King. What level are you? I'm not high up. I think I'm like nine. Okay. Have you picked a team yet? Yeah. What team are you? Valor. You are an ass. <laughs> a, I realize... mystic. I realize, because I'm not battling, and I'm not doing anything aggressive. I'm just going out and catching Pokemon. Like, that's all I really want to do. I don't really right. want to battle. But I joined Valor because I like... You like red. I like red. I like the symbol. And... Um, there's, I saw a shirt that said Valor Club, and that's a ref, wrestling reference to Valor Club. Uh, okay. And I'm like, that's cool. Is it a T Public shirt? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm level 9. Yeah, I'm a level 18. Nice. It's because I work on a Pokestop. So you just go <laughs> like this. Uh, there's a video on the T Public Instagram right now that is me swiping the Pokestop. Yeah. Anyway, um, so blah, blah, blah. Niantic's been in a lot. Of, everybody hates them. Yeah, right now. Unfortunately a all, little bit. How about first of all, they're not really like a game developer. They kind of they've made games before, but they're all similar to Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. and they're all kind of broken in their own ways. So uh, you got to cut them some slack. It's not Nintendo's fault at all for any yeah. of this. It's all Niantic's fault. Uh, first thing that they did was they updated the game over the weekend, I think, or like Friday or something uh i wanted to read what they wrote about it but i didn't have time to read this uh oh first thing they did everybody's pissed off about they got rid of the footsteps yes you know about the footsteps yes i know about the footsteps the footsteps i hate the footsteps in the bottom right corner of the screen on pokemon go you can click on it and it brings out the pokemon that are nearby and it'll have a certain amount of footsteps putting on how many footsteps they are away from you uh three means that they're far away Two means that they're closer. One means that they're even closer. So you can walk around and try to gauge where they are in the world around you. Uh, Since the the game came out for like two days, that worked. Then all of a sudden it stopped working and every Pokemon had three steps no matter where they were. It still doesn't work. The latest update just got rid of the footsteps altogether. And people went nuts. Yeah. People were so pissed that they got rid of the footsteps. I don't understand why. (laughs) It didn't work anyway, they'll fix it, you know? I think it's this idea, you know, it's a false sense of security that, like, they see the footsteps. So to them, that means, oh, I'm only X amount of feet away. So it's got, I got to be close. I got to be close. But now by taking that away, you have no idea. You have absolutely no idea how close you are or where it could be. All you know is that, you know, there's. Uh, a magnemite in the area. You don't know right. how close you are to it. I I was on their side until they released a, a quote about it. Uh, the original feature, although enjoyed by many, was also confusing and did not meet our underlying product goals. We will keep you posted as we strive to improve this feature. So what that tells me is that they might have actually got ridden, got got rid of the footsteps. Yeah. Like for real. Like not gonna do even though they said we'll keep you posted as we strive to improve this feature, it sounds mm-hmm. to me like that's gonna be a while. And they might make it something completely different altogether, like a radar yeah. or something. That isn't cool. Because it worked. Yeah. You can't tease people like that. Well, I mean it worked, but like it was like confusing to like it worked re- for the first day or two. Like it, you have like say your rat, you're two feet away, you know, two feet away from a ratata. It's got the two, well, sorry, it's it's got the two feet under the ratata. So like, how far? Ratata. Ratata. All right. <laughs> you got two feet under the ratata. So, like, how far away are you exactly? And in what direction is it? Like, it doesn't really like right. help you in that case. Well, that's part of the game. You know, it's part of the game. But like, you know. At at certain point, some direction, some hints would have been nice. On the same note, the update... I'm reading the GameSpot's article on this. The update also restricted access to the Pokemon Go API, which in turn meant third-party services such as PokeVision mm-hmm. ceased to function. This proved to be incredibly controversial as they offered an easy way to track Pokemon in real time. Have you ever used PokeVision or any of um, apps? Um, I know people who have. I used it a few times. Yeah. Um... So that made it so that you could see exactly where these Pokemon are around you. Yeah. But in theory, that makes the game a lot easier. Personally, I think that it added nothing to the game. Yeah. Because I'll get a phone call like, yo, dude, there's a Blastoise by your house. And a Blastoise has like a cooldown of like five minutes. So yeah. it'll be there for like five minutes or something. And that's not enough time to get <laughs> to where it is. Yeah. So or even if i'm in my office and i see something that's around there that i want i won't have all of the good pokemon have a shorter cooldown so i won't have enough time to go get it yeah so that poka vision was completely useless to me yeah in theory it sounds good but in practice it's not it doesn't work the way it should yeah and it it doesn't it doesn't make the game more fun or anything it's kind of like more of a tease than anything really Uh, Their quote for that is, we have limited access by third-party services which were interfering with our ability to maintain quality of service for our users and to bring Pokemon Go to users around the world. That doesn't really say anything. (laughs) Uh, And they're going to launch in Brazil. For all you Brazilian people. Uh, They also said, in like an interview last week, they said that they were going to do that. They said they were going to get rid of the Pokemon, Television stuff, because they said it it it's not how you should be playing this game. Does anybody in the chat use PokeVision? Mid says even if the footsteps were broke they still could have used PokeVision. well that's okay. <laughs> uh, blah 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 all right well on top of all this Pokemon Go news have you heard about the Articuno? Yes. Somewhere in Ohio hmm uh there was a gym that had an Articuno in it Mm-hmm. Somebody got an Articuno. How did he get this Articuno? We don't know. Articuno is one of the legendary birds. Yes, he's the Team Mystic. Articuno, Zapdos, and Flareon. No, that is a that's that is a, a, a EV cat, dog. Uh Moltres, Moltres, yeah, Uno dos Trace. Ah, I get it. So, Articuno was at some gym. Ve- Nobody can get Articuno because he's not—he hasn't been released. So that's a little unfair <laughs> that <laughs> you can't get at this gym, you know. Yeah. But some guy got Articuno and put him in his gym. Uh, the internet went nuts again. Re- the guy claims that Niantic gave him Articuno mm-hmm. for a support issue. He he like s- said he lost his Pidgeotto or something. He has a a picture of. The email they sent him. In that email, Articuno has a spelling error.
1: Mm. It, he says, like,
0: Articun... Artic... I don't know. It's terrible. There's, like, an N where there shouldn't be. Yeah. Um. So, people are saying that that's fake. There is a glitch in the game. I don't know how to do it. It's just a glitch that happens where a Pokemon will appear as a different Pokemon. Really? Yeah. So, it'll come up... And you'll catch it and it'll be a completely different Pokemon. Hmm. So it could be something like that. So there are glitches in the game like that. Uh Niantic today was like BAM and they got rid of his Articuno. Wow. I mean, yeah, it's unfair if you want that gym, but like it's a random ass gym in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wouldn't be too upset if like a random ass gym out here on Long Island had yeah. an Articuno in it, I'd be like, Whoa, that's crazy. But like I mean if, if Niantic were just giving out Articunos, that wouldn't be good. But I don't think it's that bad. And they got rid of it. So also the Pokemon Go apps, they're very similar to, uh, what's it called? In Destiny, you have public events mm-hmm. that happen around the, the the planet or the area, wherever you are. And they don't tell you when they're going to pop up. They just pop up. Okay. There's websites that tell you exactly where and when the public events are going to pop up and what they are. So it's kind of similar to the Pokemon Go apps. Yeah. And Bungie was like, yeah, let's let this happen, because who cares? Yeah. Uh, but Niantic felt that it changed the way you played the game for, for the worse. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I mean, and other people are saying, why not just let third parties work on your game? Why not let third party services work? I don't know. I'm not going to miss it very much. Yeah. Tevia never played Pokemon Go. What the hell's wrong with you? I know people who haven't. It's really weird very weird uh s box says one time pogo vision told me a snorlax was a few blocks away i never ran so fast <laughs> Did you actually get it though that's what i mean it told me a lot of things were near me and i was like i'm not going yeah <laughs> uh everybody keeps asking about dc rebirth uh, they just like to bring that up uh I haven't read uh, two new DC Rebirth books that uh, came out this week. Uh, Harley Quinn and uh, Suicide Squad. I wonder why they put those out this week. I yeah. uh, have not read them. Uh, I will, and I will get back to you guys. But if you're wondering, the best DC Rebirth books so far, um, all the Trinity books, so Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, um, that includes Detective and in Action. Action is probably the worst out of them, but they're still good. Um, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns is good. Um Green Arrow, Nightwing. Yeah, those are probably the best. But they're all excellent. Except Justice League of America. Let's start taking uh stuff from the chat. Okay. Um whatever, whatever you want to say. Well, real quick, I just wanted to bring it up. Um, this sort of went back to like Suicide Squad, how like there's all this behind the scenes nonsense going on. Uh did you hear about what happened with Rogue One? No, what happened with Rogue One. Apparently, uh Gareth Edwards is not in charge. Of the post-production and the editing. Uh, Tony Gilroy, who had wrote the original Bourne movies. Uh, he directed Bourne Legacy. And he directed, I think it was Michael Clayton with George Clooney. He's in charge ah. of post-production and editing. Gareth Edwards is still there. And like he's still contributing. And he's still going to get like uh, all the uh, the director's credit. But Tony Gilroy is now heading up post-production so what does that mean i have no idea it's it's just very strange that you're the director of the movie and like now that you're on the home stretch
1: you're getting pulled off yeah, you're getting that's pulled really off. weird
0: well not that you're getting pulled off but they're they're pretty much putting someone else in charge uh how how's born legacy doing or what is it called born legacy was the fourth one so he didn't do he didn't do the newest one right okay Never mind. A lot of people didn't like Born Legacy though. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, it wasn't actually like a born movie. <laughs> yeah, it was just Hawkeye doing stuff. But Michael Clayton, if I if I have the right movie, that was like really good. Yeah, Michael Clayton. That was you know that is a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What is it? Michael Clayton. It was a dramatic thriller with George Clooney and a couple of other famous people. Ninety no- percent. Nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture. Wow. Yeah. All right. I mean it's in good hands. It's just strange. That's all. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. So looking forward to it. They released uh an image of a U-Wing, which is the new ship what? from Rogue One. Yeah. Let me see this. Let's see if I can pull it up. First good look at the newest ship in Rogue One, the U Wing. Ugh. Ugh. Get it up here so you guys yeah, you get can see. Yeah, get it up there. It's a... It looks like a U. Yep. I guess that's really like the only other letter they had. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really do much with any other letter. As it's known in-universe, an in Incom UT-60D. 60D. Yeah. It's, it's not a starfighter. It's a troop transport. Oh, okay. So it doesn't actually have any weapons. Yeah. But it does have S-foils that can be locked into attack position like that. Interesting. So that does look like an old picture. That that's a great looking model yeah. right there. Uh, Gavin Roberts from last week's Wolf Den Live. Mm. By the way, if you're new here, you can get at us in the comments of this video live right now. You can get at us in the comments after the video is already done. We will answer those comments the next week. Uh, you can get us using the hashtag Wolf Den Live spelled correctly, and we will get you. You can do that whenever, and we'll get you on the next Wolf Down Live. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's also the Twitch chat. (sighs) And if you're listening to this on iTunes, SoundCloud, or whatever the hell, uh, just go to YouTube or use the Twitter uh, hashtag. Gavin Roberts from last week's Wolf Down Live says, Won't be here for this week's episode at all. But I have a question. Are you guys still having fun with Pokemon Go? We were just talking about that. I am. Uh, barely, not as much as I was last week, but whenever I'm out, I check it, you know, for sure. Yeah, I think the problem is, is because I'm not getting anything new. I'm still getting, like, a lot of the same old stuff. Like, I'm evolving my Pokemon, but, you know, I'm still, like, catching Pidgeys and Well, if you're out at a restaurant, let's say, will you open it up? I mean, not during dinner, but yeah, no, I'll open it up. If I'm in the car, I'll open it up, or if I'm walking somewhere. Driving, you know, heavy traffic. You know, I'm going to be taking the train more often now, so I'll be... right. You know, checking it more. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Irish jester from last week says this is sounding like a horrible idea. Crappy detachable controllers in a Wii U gamepad and a mobile OS Ugh It's my dramatic reenactment of this comment. That's probably accurate. I'm I'm having a really hard time believing the detachable controllers I thing. Don't think they're gonna be detachable. I don't think that's gonna happen yeah and if it is i'm sure nintendo will have a way to make it work but i don't think it's going. i think that's a recipe for yeah i mean unless there's a way you can click it together so like you can hold it like an actual controller or you know they'll let you use all the we the Wii remote stuff like the pro controller the, the Wii remote and whatnot uh peanut butter hobbit says i'm a great podcast always looking forward to it every week keep it up keep up the good work guys mm. thanks, thanks so you. much peanut butter hobbit and that's it for uh, last week's comments. Yeah. Oh, there's some stuff for the hashtag. Not really. Uh, just J Ford keeps talking about Abzu. See that game? Everybody's going. Yeah. What the hell Saying is it's that? It's like the new Journey. I, I I just saw like Abzu is out. And I have no idea what it is. I was too busy playing Telltale's Batman. Yeah. Everybody's playing Abzu. I'm playing Hyperlight Drifter, and it's awesome. Everybody should play Hyperlight Drifter. I'm still trying to play Doom. <laughs> <laughs> like I just apparently like I got up to the cyber demon and like I still have like five hours left of the game to go. That is a long game, and it's difficult as hell. But I uh, speaking of Batman the Telltale games, uh, I did a Let's Play on it this week, and I'm definitely going to keep playing that. That is so far so good. Good. Yeah. So you do like it? I do like it. Yeah. I honestly don't think it looks that good. It it looks rough. Like if you you never played a Telltale game before, right? No. If you're not like into that style, you're probably not gonna like it. But this it seems like it's gonna. Maybe not in terms of gameplay, but in terms of story, it's gonna like do some interesting things with it. I think. Okay. Also, Milkdrop in the Twitch chat says I just watched your video about how to make money on Twitch. Laughed my ass off. <laughs> Thank you, Milkdrop. Thanks for following, Selvin, whatever the hell. Uh, and that's it. Tevius' says Doom is awesome. What about the joystick hack in Pokemon Go? What is the joystick hack in Pokemon I've Go? I've seen some people with like a, like an up, down, left, right, where they could like trick the GPS. Oh really? Yeah. I feel like that's an Android thing. Oh, I don't know. I gotta ban somebody. <laughs> uh, Timeout. Goodbye. Heavy says the U-wing sounds stupid. It does sound stupid, but it actually looks pretty cool. And Corn Dog says the U-wing looks like a messed up cruise ship. I don't think it looks anything like a cruise ship. It does. It does look strange, but you know, a lot of things in Star Wars look strange. Caloric says they're saying this is the worst summer for blockbusters budget over a hundred million since two thousand nine. Really, it's. I mean, this has been pretty bad i mean i think the only one that's considered a out out success is civil war yeah because yeah. you know independence day didn't do so well um, the two dc movies aren't doing well they're turning out a lot of crap yeah hollywood hollywood's turning out a lot of crap mm-hmm. maddie Rums says bob so you're playing hyperlige drifter i was thinking about buying and wondering what you think about it get it it's awesome it's kind of here's the thing it's kind of zelda-esque in that you have to and that's an open map what game is this Hyperlight Drifter. okay it's an open map uh there's like a town in the center that you can buy stuff at okay but it's very clear where you can go and what you should be doing okay so far i've only beat one like yeah. dungeon i don't even want to call it a dungeon um it's very clear what you're supposed to be doing uh i don't know if i was supposed to beat this dungeon first because it was a little hard yeah but i did and afterwards i went to the town and i got upgrades and stuff and it's like an rpg but the upgrades are really simple so it's like a really simple rpg and so far i know where what i'm doing and where i'm going so i'm liking it so far even though it is an rpg Uh, Toby says, what is your opinion on Titans? I hate Titans if you're talking about... Uh... Oh, you're probably talking about Teen Titans. Uh, <laughs> Titans? you talking about the Destiny Titans. Oh. hate Titans. Um, the current uh, Titans comic, it's just Titans, it's not the Teen Titans. Um, that was really good. I haven't read a lot of the issues, but what I did read was good. Uh, definitely check that out, especially if you want to know more about uh, what happened to Wally West and more of the mysteries of the Rebirth. Apparently... Um, friend of the show, Jake, just read um, before Watchmen, Doctor Manhattan. Apparently, that hints at Rebirth, and that came out years ago, before Rebirth was even a thought. Really? Yeah. Well, who wrote that? Jay Michael Strasinski. Wow. Yeah. Do you think he had an inkling of an idea? I have no idea. I have no clue. It's very interesting. Cause like I've read the you know, four, four Watchmen series. I've read. The two Darwin Cook ones, uh Minutemen and Silk Spectre, those are excellent and better than they have any right to be. I read Rorschach, which was done by Brian Azzarello, which actually wasn't bad. Um and then I read uh Night Owl, which was by J. Michael Serenski, and that was bad. That was that was just bad. Yeah, they, they those weren't very good. Yeah. I didn't like those. Uh what's his name here? Uh Marcus keeps talking about retro freak multi-console any thoughts because i put out a video about mul- you know yeah. retro game consoles what is the multi for i've never heard of this before i've never seen it that's what it looks like oh, it's just a white thing so, yeah uh it looks like it's like some sort of like japanese like knockoff yeah. deal which i guess they all are i've never i've never heard of this mm-hmm. is is it uh it, it, it's looking kind of like a retron yeah Two hundred and nine dollars. So it's about the same price as a Retro. No, Retron was one hundred fifty. I thought. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're importing. You're probably importing yeah. it from Japan. It's got USB inputs. I mean, does it output HDMI? Because it doesn't output HDMI, then it's not you know, then don't go for it. Yeah. Because the Retron, Retron does the HDMI. Does really good HDMI. And I'm curious to see if you know the Retro Freak. How it emulates games if it does it the yeah. same way. Um, let's see. Jackie Donnelly. Uh, Bob and Will, I've been watching Star Wars, Clone Wars, and it makes me feel like the prequel era in the Star Wars universe is more detached and different than the original trilogy. Your thoughts? Well, it definitely is. Why is it though? Oh. the... F- the Clone Wars... Jackie's watching Clone Wars and makes... Uh makes Jack feel that the prequel era is a lot more detached than the original. Yes. It definitely I, I is. I feel like the prequels are not at all what Star Wars was supposed to be like. Yeah. Even though it's George Lucas' vision. Yeah. I feel like he... It's not the vision of... It's not what everybody else pulls away from Star Wars. It's not yeah. what everybody likes about Star, Star Wars. Star Wars is a very good example of the concept of the death of the author. Where what the author intended... For their peace is not at all what anybody else takes from it, right, and I think star wars is as a great example of that, yeah, um so like the force awakens, I see uh it that is much more of the Star Wars that I want right star Wars that I see in my head, yeah. Than the pre than the garbage ass prequels. <laughs> I haven't seen the Clone Wars cartoon to be honest. I've only seen that one movie. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hear great things about the Clone Wars cartoon. Apparently, I've seen parts of it online. and It looks awesome. I n- All I know about the Clone Wars cartoon is that it gets better with every season. Yeah, like I really want to see it. Yeah, I just can't do episodic anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I want to start watching Rebels, especially this season it looks amazing. But. Alright, uh is that it? We gotta we gotta go. Yeah, I think that's it. We should get the hell out of here. Yeah. Alright guys, look for hanging out. Uh we'll be here next week. Oh, yeah. we'll be here with a review of uh Suicide Squad. Yeah. Hopefully Friday. Yeah, check uh f- just subscribe to the channel and you know does, make yes. sure to see it. If you want to get notified every single time we go live, there is a little bell somewhere on the screen if you're on mobile you go to our page and there'll be a little bell after you already subscribe you can select to get notified every time we upload a video and every time we go live either or or both yeah uh and we don't upload too much we all three times a week yeah so you'll get a notification every single time yep uh if you're listening to this on itunes soundcloud or google play thank you and please don't forget to rate us Rate us and give us a review because yes. it you know it it does help us. And if you'd like to talk to us, use the hashtag Wolf Den Live, or mm-hmm. just go to the YouTube video and leave a comment. If you missed anything and you want to watch the rest of this Wolf Den Live right now, just stay here, wait for it to process, refresh the page, and watch it because it's going to be unlisted. It'll go up for everybody to watch tomorrow at ten o'clock. Thank you guys for being here. See you in the Discord, and then I will be streaming me drawing the thumbnail oh i gotta i always forget to pull it up here (laughs) so i'm ready to do it all right so thanks once again guys for coming by hanging out don't forget to subscribe to everywhere we are and um yeah Yeah, and goodbye on twitter goodbye